Welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a chill podcast about older Sonic fans who talk about the stuff they like. Today is part two of our revisit of the Champions arc of the Archie Sonic comics. And without further ado, let's get to it. All right, so we're moving on to part three of this little mini-series, which is issue 270. So we jump into another quick flashback where we see uh, Dr. Eggman and Breezy overlooking a big cityscape. It says we're in Casino Park, which is uh, in Empire City, I suppose. Which, let's see, was Empire City, was that uh, a Sonic Unleashed location? That yeah, was yeah. the uh, like New York analog from Sonic Unleashed. Eggman is basically handing the deed over to the entirety of Casino Park, which she's uh, very grateful for, uh, but she immediately points out that she knows she's not talking to the real Dr. Eggman. And so we see a very... Uh, almost recreation of the cutscene from Sonic Heroes is Neo Metal Sonic melts into a, a puddle of uh, Terminator goo and he comes back up <laughs> with his. Uh, I, I love. I guess I never looked real close uh, at Neo Metal Sonic's cape. That it's actually more of a like a spawn kilt. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> How long have you? Since the beginning, there's no way the real doctor would be so generous in his negotiations. If you try to warn Sonic or anyone else... And why would I do that? It's like you said, I'm getting a new capital for my economic empire. We're not so different, Metal Sonic. Neo Metal Sonic. Ooh, see? You're branching out from the doctor, becoming your own man with your own agenda. Your business with Sonic is just that. Your business. Hero, villain, I don't take sides. I just do whatever makes me a profit. And he's a little taken aback, but uh, he asks Breezy how long uh, she's known that he wasn't the real Eggman. And she just casually drops uh, since the beginning. And uh, he, Metal Sonic uh, threatens her lightly, saying... Um, she better not try and warn Sonic or his friends. And <laughs> she says very nonchalantly, it's like, why would she do that? She couldn't care less. <laughs> well, sort of, well, sort of making him cradle her head, like, it's romantically, it's quite adorable and weird. yeah <laughs> he, he puts his he puts his scary claws like under her chin like you know he's very clearly being like snitches get stitches uh-huh and she just leans into it and uh, yeah i'm just seeing he's very shocked by <laughs> by her her display yeah i like that <laughs> But just a you know another really good framing of the kind of person yeah. breezy has uh situated herself to be um she basically says that, like, hey, you're calling the shots right now, and uh, if you don't bother me and my business, I'll leave you alone to your business. <laughs> she, uh, I mean, yeah, she literally finishes that with saying, hero, villain, I don't take sides, planting herself firmly in, I wouldn't say the center, but uh, with her own uh, machinations. Exactly. That, kind of outside the circle, making money off of it. <laughs> Even doing the literal, we're not so different, you and I thing. <laughs> yes, whoever ends up um, on top conquering the world is going to uh, need casinos and entertainment. Yeah, she, she's just in it for the profit. I think you mentioned, Jeremy, that the we're not so different line is possibly a little nod to the fact that she was a robot in the cartoon. And I think yes. that's fair. 
I'd like to I'd like to think so that that is a uh, that is a sly little reference. I can that, absolutely see yeah, that. Yeah, she was a a bad Nick. <laughs> also, this is like one of the only times I've seen Metal Sonic flustered. Aside from that time he wound up in um, well, the princess from the OVA's crotch that one time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Him and Sonic were syncing thought patterns and. <laughs> We smash back to the fighting tournament where Bean and uh, Fang have ended up paired together. And <laughs> Bean just, has, without a care, is just peppering uh, his hooligan teammate with bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we cut to the stands and we see, uh, oh, there's that crazy chow back again in the, in the background. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> oh, love that little so guy. Good. He's having the time of his life. <laughs> Sonic is sitting up with Tails and SBO, just having a big laugh at seeing uh, Knack get some just desserts from his own teammate. Um, poor Tails is still pretty huffy from how he got embarrassed in front of everybody uh, by thinking Honey was going to play fair. Um, and we get a really... Uh, I love they take an entire panel with no, um, no word balloons or anything to show that S Sonic's understands that tails is genuinely like upset yeah and so we get a, a reaction shot from sonic that uh-oh all my kidding around isn't making tails feel any better better say something sincere yeah like i, I really <laughs> like this moment like it's a good kind of indicator of sonic as a character in this kind of late stage archie universe where it's like yeah he's gonna rack he's obviously gonna make fun of his foes and he'll kind of needle his pal a little bit but when he realizes oh wait no sh like he's not in a great place right now uh, he's gonna d d show some self-awareness and actually try to like cheer his pal up yeah exactly like the, it, you get a sense that there is like a real camaraderie between the two and he doesn't want to do anything that's going to genuinely upset his friend <laughs> i gotta give breezy props for this round <laughs> this is hilarious I should have been down there. I could take either of them. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. Are you still mad about being bumped by Honey? Yes! Why? Win or lose, that's one step closer to the Chaos Emerald. Because she made me look like an amateur in front of the whole world. <sighs> Alright, so that was embarrassing. But everyone knows that you're my go-to guy. What's one fight compared to all the times we've kicked Eggman's butt? Tails, the kid who keeps Sonic running. Tails, the hero who saves Station Square. Tails, the guy who took one for the team and didn't mope about it all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it already. Thanks, Sonic. I just feel like I've got to prove myself sometimes. You're a tough act to follow. Yeah, well, I count on you to follow and watch my back. Now, let's get back to watching Eggman's Two Stooges. It's a good example of how Sonic, uh, not unlike other heroes that use a lot of jokes and quips and, you know, devil-may-care attitudes, your Spider-Mans, etc., realizes that not everybody else, like, functions like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sonic, Sonic does it a lot because he is very aloof, he is very, follows his own path, knows things are going to work out no matter what, but he's also self-aware enough to know when that, like, uh does not apply to everyone it's like yeah time to turn it off 
as an STC fan, that's really weird to me to see a Sonic that's actually like openly re- supporting and standing up for his friend here, uh, as opposed to just assuming that they know uh, while being a dick. Um, but no, th- th- this Sonic, I do like this sort of like middle ground of Sonic, where he's cocky, he's got his, he's got a sense of humor about things. But if someone's upset and it's someone he cares about. You know, he's he's got a lot of empathy, I think. Yeah. That that shows up in the games uh, Once in a Blue Moon. Ironically enough, in both of the storybook games, you see his reaction to... Um, he's very uh, tender and caring when he realizes uh, Shara in Secret Rings is very despondent and kind of hopeless, even after they beat the bad guy because of her past with that. I like in uh, Black Knight where Sonic, you know, basically says like, hey, if I got to be the bad guy because, um, you know, I'm going to put an end to this world that's stuck in a weird magical time loop, then so be it. (laughs) I I think that's a good example as well, the storybook games, because Sonic does have those emotions and those concern for others, but he's also like a real cocky prick in those games. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I, I think that's why... uh, uh, you see a lot of people still talking about Black Knight, which, you know, maybe doesn't hold up in any other way but the story. But I, I totally get why why people still really like that. Yeah. Not to not to go off on a tangent, but you know, a real bad example of that behavior from Sonic is in 06, where he just tells Elise just never smile. to cry, don't ever do it. Oh. <laughs> well, that's japan yeah (laughs) i see what they were going i even remember like at the time you know secret rings came out after and just thinking of like how it made no sense because he tells shara at the end to you know cry all you need to get it all out now i think about it in in hindsight maybe him telling elise to cry all you want might not have been the best idea okay but he didn't know about yeah. the you know the demon spirit inside her all he sees of. is a you know a vulnerable young woman going i can't cry don't do it elise and he's like yeah don't emotional stunting is healthy <laughs> i'm stunting on these emotions just put on a smile a nice smile my god Anyway, so yes, this is a a lovely little moment. It's brilliantly illustrated how he, you know, he he puts his arm around Tails and tells him that, uh, you know, everything's going to be okay. You're an invaluable member of the team, little buddy. (laughs) I'm sure people would love that in these days. Uh, They would love some more acknowledgement and character for Tails, considering. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's it's one of those... uh, It's kind of like Amy to where... I feel like the past few, like, games and, like, official or, you know, Sega things, like, outside of the comics don't really know what to do with her anymore. They want to distance herself or give her more depth than she's just, like, a crazy Sonic fangirl. (laughs) But also, you don't want to tip too far into that, oh, she's the one of the only girl characters and she's the killjoy that tells all the boys to, oh my gosh, you guys are so stupid. I think Tails is kind of similar. It's like there's only so much you can do with boy genius, and uh, you know, I I don't, I don't know where they they want to take it more because he's not his whole arc in Sonic Adventure was he didn't want to just be Sonic's little kid brother tagging along, relying on him for everything. But then I don't know. It's like stuck in a loop, I guess. That it's it's not that bad, but also it's like okay, you know, yeah, it could be better, I guess. At the end of the day. Also, there's a comic I think we should be reading. No, I'm just <laughs> no. no, that's just how we are. <laughs> this yeah. will happen when we get on. Um, 
they're feeling good again, which gives them the opportunity to watch the end of the match where Bean... Bean is, he's doing a lot. <laughs> a sly little uh, Mario and Sonic the Olympics reference. <laughs> yep. You're right. As he is being uh, pelted with, I can only assume, bullets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they aren't pop, from, gun, pop gun pellets in this one. Yeah, I definitely you know. not. From uh, Nax's sidearm. <laughs> Well, it's because he's got the golden gun from uh, GoldenEye. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> I think they did specify it's a blaster, so, you know, that's the yeah. way around it. It's to be a, a laser blaster. Put it on stun. I wonder if at this point they were very, you know, just working with what they got. Like, they got the, the note. Like, well, it has to be a blaster, but they didn't put, like, any Zap Zorch sound effects. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what... I don't know. Are they they subtly encouraging kids? Is like you can picture it as a real gun if you want to, kids. The power of imagination. <laughs> or maybe he's just shooting out really hot orange juice. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, I think it was before uh, the first soft reboot. We had Knack show up in the comics, and he literally like takes aim at Sonic with a rifle and blasts him in the head. But we don't actually see it on screen and like Sonic uh, almost looks like he's sleepy after the, in the aftermath. So I, th I think the artists at the time, like got a note back that just said, Hey, don't, don't put realistic gun yeah. fire in the comic, which <laughs> I get it. Like there's a entire story arc where Mina, the mongoose gets shot with like a, an actual gun, <laughs> a, a real revolver with bullets in it. Um, I'm I'm actually surprised they got away with at the time, even being under like the Comics Code Authority too. <laughs> and Sega would never have Sonic characters holding a gun ever again. Absolutely. Never. Yeah, that's also like okay. Yeah, we we don't even we don't have to get into all that. Okay, we'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to point out the uh, the flip that Bean does in this panel. I love because actually looking at this a second time. I love the fact that like near the end of his arc, he's just eating an apple all of a sudden. And then... <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, it, it's just, you know, it, nothing super special, but it's just like a fun little joke. Yeah. Just like, oh, I didn't see that before. <laughs> nice. It's it's I like how they they really go out of their way to illustrate his like Looney Tunes funny quality in still art <laughs> with stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Knack gets really ticked off, um, realizes that Breezy... Uh, put them together uh in a match just to you know screw with them and so he <laughs> he grabs bean by the uh by the collar and uh just tells him uh to take a dive and he does it's <laughs> very funny <laughs> you're unconscious now okay Next. he's like okay uh. Yep, he literally goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's also the start of a good uh, kind of running joke during this issue with uh, Down in Meropis. Razor the Shark is just hauling in all of the cash from people betting on it. Like he's got a uh, striker, the Mantis Shrimp, just immediately taking all of his cash. I'm glad you know who these are because I had no idea who these I, characters were. I had to refresh were. myself, but <laughs> this is about the cast of characters who sort of like introduced us to the rest of the world when, and introduced Sonic to the rest of the world when they came back to the soft, from the soft reboot. Yeah, they. I believe they showed up maybe two arcs ago. Yeah, I think they they make a couple more appearances and some Sonic Universe side stories. I that's um, right. But I I really like them. It's a it's another like really unique species being put into Sonic character molds and. Really, really neat stuff. They're cool. Yeah. So after the fight, we see um, that 
SPO is up there in the stands with them hanging out. Uh, you know, he's still grumpy that he lost a bean of all people. EOS, satisfied that Bean got bumped? Not especially. You have a collect call from... Inspector, don't accept the charges! We can't afford it, but how could you lose that duck? I thought you were a ninja! And what's makes it better <laughs> is that he's say like he's like reaming them out as quickly as possible in the space for his name in the collect call. <laughs> it's such a great bit. Like that is yeah. that is the chaotic in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it's very chaotic. <laughs> uh, and then afterward, we we kind of the the characters on screen kind of suss out like you know it's it's a little bit suspicious that you know the order got changed so that it's Bean and Fang fighting together, and then next is Knuckles and Amy. It's basically showing, like, you know, the order keeps getting switched around, more than likely just for popularity of views and everything, but Sonic still has the resolve of, like, well, we just got to keep going through this. We got the Emerald to get. They're going to stick to their word of putting on a good show, even if they're obviously being uh, manipulated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of a good show, next we have the Knuckles and Amy fight, which is short, but very fun to read. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a fight in quotation marks there. <laughs> it's quite, it's a yeah. very interesting segment, I think. It's a uh, bombastic experience. Because <laughs> they definitely go out of their way to avoid like too much um, male on female violence here. But uh, they do it in a real, but nonetheless, it's sort of, it, it still gets across the point that um, Knuckles isn't holding back, which is fascinating. Yeah, he, he jumps up into the air and... Uh, does like a megaton punch that sends poor Amy <laughs> flying on like a piece of the floor into the stands. I love that silhouette. Before that, I love the the half page of Amy expressions we get where she is very uh, resolute. She's got her uh, Pico Pico hammer up on her shoulder, but then is uh, immediately worried that, you know, what if she flattens poor Knuckles? Um, <laughs> you know, worried about like, oh my goodness, what if I hurt him? And, you know, would that make him upset? Like taking everything into account and poor Knuckles just goes for it and just actually destroys the arena <laughs> does it doesn't even realize he <laughs> he's in the, as the the dust clears he's like uh i thought we were fighting <laughs> <laughs> he's got the sad puppy eyes and sonic is just giving like the angriest dad look oh man just, gosh and i'm just i'm just noticing that tails, yeah, tails too, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it is funny though it's like yeah they uh, I think it almost would have been lazy to have like uh, Amy win just because, oh yeah, she's crazy and, you know, played it a little more like, no, poor Knuckles just wouldn't think two, you know, two seconds about it. <laughs> Whereas Amy might think of, oh, I, I don't know, I don't want to fight my friend. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to point out through all these uh, comics uh, within this the color palettes are great, but what I'm really impressed by is the the shadow work. Mm -hmm. Like, like either for emphasizing or, like I said earlier, there's like a really great silhouette of Knuckles before he strikes. Like, the the shadow work is like it's punching above its weight as far as like bringing dimension and depth and just artistry to the panels. I, I love it. Yeah, it's really well done. You know, I remember before I, I, you know, learned anything about, like, how comics are made, just how intimate the relationship between, like, the artist pencils and the inker can be as far as, like, man, if there's not communication there, communication and just, like, an understanding of, uh, you know, what the artist was going for is, like, a good inker can make or break, like, a whole book. 
So um, it's just a, a real testament to just how uh, talented this whole crew is and continues to be. I know a lot of them carry over into IDW, and I'm very glad for that. Definitely. Everyone works together really well. Um, it's nice to see this sort of, like, simpatico stuff with the artists and the writers and everything. Uh, because that wasn't always the case with Archie. Yeah. But uh, we don't want to get down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> oh, uh, but poor Amy ends up in the infirmary. <laughs> She's got the standard, uh, the standard bandage around her forehead, which means... You know, she got hurt, but not that bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in just... a cartoon, anyway. In real life, that might mean you have a concussion. I was going to yeah. say. That's very bad. <laughs> might be a sign of a head injury. Uh... Yeah. In a cartoon, that's fine. I love Tails holding the little flower. Well, again, we have a nice, a, a genuine moment from Sonic where he asks Amy if she's okay, and she can barely get the words out because she's so flustered. <laughs> but, yep, Sonic is up next. Ready to rumble, lady? Ready to win? You're giving up? Listen, I don't think I realized how serious this was at the start. Eggman sending in mercenaries, Breezy obviously manipulating the fights. I came here for self-promotion. You came here to save the world. You need to be in that final round. You need to win that emerald. Thanks, but we still have to give the people a show, right? Oh, absolutely. Whoa! Yeah, and they immediately, you know, kind of make things clear with him and Honey talking at the start. Like, yeah, I, Honey's just looking at him like, yeah, I didn't realize how serious this was going to get. You know, I'm a, I'm going to throw the fights. You can have the emerald. We need to make sure that you're in the final round so that you are guaranteed the win. And you know, Sonic's like, yeah, I appreciate that. Everything is, again, Honey going back to that, you know, showmanship. She still got to give the people a show. Immediately, Judo throws him. <laughs> it's I love that panel so much. Yeah, like, uh, like so Sonic says, like, "Yo, let's still give him a show." She's like, "Oh yeah, I was planning to." <laughs> the, the facial expressions on both of them in that last panel makes the whole thing. Yeah, I know she's she's doing this the scary little kitty face, which just makes me picture like. Uh, you know, if you have a cat that roams around at night, you get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you see their eyes glowing at the end of the hallway. <laughs> and <laughs> you know they're oh, not man. going to attack and maim you, but... You also know that there is ill intent behind that stare. <laughs> yes, I think it's that that's that exact look. It's 3.23 in the morning and you're tired and you gotta pee and uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> my cat's thinking about all of my vulnerable weak points. <laughs> Oh, we get a great uh, splash page of another fight um, that I love is uh, interjected at the end with another appearance from Wes Weasley advertising Chow Cola. <laughs> Run faster, swim farther. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, he would uh, he of course, he would partner with this version of Breeze yeah. to just <laughs> do infomercials and hawkish stuff. That's such a great little detail. Honey is trying the same trick uh, she pulled on Tails, her little... Shadow clone jutsu. After yeah, it's it's a move from the game. I forget. It's um, like the dodge move. It's it's like a quick dodge. <laughs> you already pulled that trick on Tails. That was so cool! 
but Sonic sees right through it, of course, and just immediately tosses her ring out. <laughs> and of course, she's jazzed. Um, like, that was so cool. <laughs> she's she's having fun. They make that clear. Yeah, and that's that's the sort of way they get across. Get on, they, they avoid the male and female violence too much yeah. by relying on the ring out here. So he doesn't yeah. deck her. He just chucks her. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, also, like, I mean, she started it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a very violent toss. Yeah, like you said, you know, she's been kind of taking a piss the whole time, pretending um, <laughs> like she's taking it seriously. And then really, it's just having the time of her life. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, she's she's falling through the ring out, which uh, I think, remember, is just like a hologram projection anyway. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, she'd fall to her death because uh, that's the wing fortress. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> oh, that yeah. is definitely the gi- that is absolutely the giant wing stage. I, I like the little detail of feathers coming off of her wings, which yeah. uh, are they real part of her body? Who knows? She'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> we get another little commercial bumper at the bottom uh advertising uh chow boom which is just sonic boom except with the sonic chows yeah <laughs> new episode every saturday at six it was timely at the time yeah <laughs> yes not only was the show on but uh archie had just started their sonic boom comics a couple of months ago i think yeah and then we get a similar kind of splash page full of other commercials and bumpers and everything all you know breezy controls the media entirely so she's just kind of leaning into that you know you see the photo of her as the poor homeless orphan jump over to clinking glasses with the president images of chow in space three uh the sonic man tv show which we that is probably i'd argue that's one of the biggest things we lost with the end of archie the short intro is that they had planned for uh what was it 293 293 we got solicits we got like an official cover um i'll link it in the description so you can see uh but we got some backstory from uh tracy yardley who uh helped design the characters and put the story together with um ian that they wanted to do like a whole little mini arc uh taking place in uh, studiopolis from uh sonic mania of a power rangers uh like yeah they wanted to do basically a sonic tokusatsu series based on the sonic man character from sonic 06 who i did cosplay once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a sonic sentai if you will i think yeah they turned that design into like a proper tokusatsu hero for this ad and then they built an entire sentai team around that for this arc that never went through and these designs are just so good yeah um tracy talks about in the thread that they took uh it's all human actors in armor that looks like the sonic characters um but he he points out they took the the humans from sonic unleashed as like a base and it's just some really really cool designs yeah. uh definitely go look at that and uh I really hope, uh, you know, sometime in the future <laughs> that um, Ian also gets to release, like, his little memoir about all of the lost concepts that uh, unfortunately didn't didn't come to pass. Definitely look at that thread, because if you don't, you will miss out on an amazing Professor Robotnik design that <laughs> needs to be seen. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say, I again, I, I really like this page uh, because, like you said, it's it's breezy advertising on her own like television network, which we know is a 
also funny because uh, at the start of this pointed out this is a pay-per-view and she still puts commercials yeah. in there which the, that monster <laughs> way, to, way to go get that cheddar <laughs> i mean have you seen pay-per-views recently that's just how it is sometimes yeah see i don't know i know some of you, some of you guys watch uh, like wrestling pay-per-view that's the only one that i still know of that is like a true pay-per-view other than like yeah. sports sometimes do they like literally still put commercials for stuff in there after you've already paid them like 20 to like 60 80 it hundreds depends. of dollars uh, <laughs> if they're sponsors if they have sponsors like sponsoring the show directly then maybe but mostly they, they advertise their own stuff uh yeah, yeah. which okay. makes sense because like you want to draw in like new viewers who like maybe this is the first time watching a pay-per-view from this company and they gotta say like hey if you stick around we have all this other stuff you can i'm watch. sure like the companies bought this ad space yeah. in this uh, fighting championship knowing that there was gonna be a lot of eyes on this so uh which it, which which just goes into is she's you know presenting uh you've got the little like oh no she was a poor orf- orphan who pulled herself up by her own bootstraps and is now you know a billionaire uh you know she's literally got the tagline at the end which she says with breeze media everybody can be a winner trademark when like we already know even the yeah there's even a little trademark on the end of that word bubble just to (laughs) hammer home that she's really (laughs) trying to sell this when we know that no like half of this is because she partnered with dr eggman when he was in the middle of taking over the world and then neo metal sonic when he was uh you know trying to do the same via a, a violent coup against his creator and it's yeah it's it's really good we're not going to get into radical left highway but it's definitely like a subtle nod to like that whole anybody can be a billionaire thing is just bullshit yeah (laughs) so of course the hooligans are not buying into breezy's whole shtick and knack is like okay you know we're we're down to but i'm i'm fighting i'm fighting knuckles i can take him i just gotta He's an idiot. I just got to psych him out. It's It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and, you know, it's fine. Start of the next match. He's doing his best to do just that. Try to get Knuckles head, catch him off guard. He's doing the tailspring thing, hitting him from all sides. Fight! You sure you want to do this? You might screw it up like everything else. Way to knock your friend out of the arena. I thought you were here to help. You just made my job easier. And how about that Master Emerald, huh? You can't keep it together, can you? In more ways than one. Ah! What's the matter? Gonna cry? Ashamed you're such a failure? Just walk on out of the ring. I'll find those Master Emerald shots for you. Joe, hello? Did I break you entirely or. Just waiting for you to hold still for a second. <laughs> Gosh, it's really playing into that if you play the game, like, Knack Fang is definitely one of the first characters that will just take off half your life bar with one, like, two-hit combo. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> especially especially when he starts, you know, flinging the, like, a gazillion corks at you through the pop gun. But Knuckles, of course, is just waiting for his opening, and he gets it when he manages to get his hand on Knack's tail and... In a beautiful bit of stretch and squash, just completely demolishes him. He just bam bams him, essentially. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 
Well, Neck has a great fractured uh, muzzle expression that just looks straight out of like a wily e. coyote who got, uh, you know, his Acme Dynamite backfired. <laughs> I mean, that's what Neck was always meant to be, I feel like. He's that sort of character. You could see him in like a in a Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> yep, just a complete overconfident doofus that never wins in the end. And we get a nice little cap off on the running gag where Razor finally loses his bet to little seven-year-old Pearly, of all people, <laughs> after shaking down the guard, the royalty, for all they're worth. This little Pearl Faye-looking <laughs> character. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. I just noticed that they're down in uh, Meropolis, they're watching the match on some kind of uh, scrying orb bubble, um, and also that they have been betting with uh, sand dollars or clams. Yeah. <laughs> Either one of those very, very funny little visual gag there. So yeah, we cut to the next page where Eggman's watching the whole thing. It clearly has gone through quite a few chow calls at this point. <laughs> I love this image of him in bed. But his two minions are there to the Orbot and Cubot are there with him. This is such a oh, lovely... They're all having a little sleepover. This is like my ideal <laughs> existence here. <laughs> the king-size bed with... <laughs> He's got, what, popcorn, uh, several different kinds of soda, and a nice, uh, what is that, a t- pizza takeout box? <laughs> some man- Yeah, some manner of takeout box with a tagline, you've fried the best, now here we are on it. I like this little glimpse into uh, Eggman's character uh, that at the end of the day, he is kind of a giant child and a little bit of like a hedonist Yeah. <laughs> because I, the man knows what he likes and that's what he does. <laughs> it's that sort of like oversized kind of furniture that sort of reminds me of the stuff you'd find in the egg carrier in Sonic Adventure 1. Yeah, I think I think that might oh, be yeah. exactly like the same bed from the egg carrier. That would make sense. Yeah, I'm noticing the the monitor he is watching uh, all these things on are literally the floating monitors for Sonic Adventure. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but at this point, Eggman's decided, okay, I played Breezy's way. Time for plan B. He checks out Metal Sonic, sees how close he is, and tells Team Hooligan to start the backup plan. Yeah, lest we forget Metal Sonic is speeding towards the arena in low orbit. <laughs> Yes. And so we get to our final match setup, Sonic versus Knuckles, no holograms, just one-on-one. In the yeah, ring. no references to the stages here from Sonic the Fighters, just a ring, which I appreciate. Yep. And Fang with a rather realistic-looking sniper. Yeah, it's literal Fang the sniper <laughs> yes, here. like... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is one of those, like, still fantasy enough, but, like, definitely a gun. Like, they even, you know, got the little detail of the little covers on each end of the scope and the uh, the muzzle choke on the end. And <laughs> it's like, yep, that is definitely a gun. And, like, <laughs> that's just going to murder our hero. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Like spoilers, he doesn't get to he doesn't get to fire it, which I think is the entire you know reason that they got away with it. And to their credit, you know, Sonic and Knuckles don't know, but they're jazzed to just be like, yeah, we get to fight again. We've there's a long-standing rivalry. We're just looking forward to another opportunity to tussle. They're both happy. I fun. like say, being coming down to Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, that's always yeah. gonna be like 
one of my favorite sort of like rivalries in the Sonic series. I, I can hear the Sonic the Fighters music for Sonic vs. Knuckles playing in my head. When I could, fight. but then I'd also think how oh, more often than not you'd fight Knuckles like in the first round, I think. Yeah. In Sonic the Fighters, so it feels like a reversal of that. To yeah. Something that makes more sense. <laughs> Just wipe the floor with him. <laughs> I like the little touch in the the final splash page, which is literally uh, the view from uh, Fang's scope. But uh, Sonic and Knuckles have just got big, goofy grins on their face, and Knuckles has his uh, spiky teeth from, I think, I guess it was probably uh, Sonic Adventures, Sonic X, that decided Knuckles has spiky teeth. It's a cute little touch. Uh, Yeah, this is really cool. (laughs) That's my analysis of this. Very cool. (laughs) So now we're into the final issue. Same same creative team. A few pencils by uh, guest artist Ryan Jampole, who does great work as always. Uh, but we're right into the final fight. They are throwing down with even some flashbacks to some previous fights. You know, you see uh, the initial knuckles popping out of the ground like in Sonic 3. Uh, them knocking the emeralds out of each other in adventure. A quick flashback to battle. You know, it's all there. Like, they really want to make it feel like this is a culmination of a thing that has been ongoing since the beginning. Yeah, after all, he's Sonic's friendly nemesis. Oh man, I remember that was the thing that they went with for a long time in the Archie. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that like on the, it was on the, on these miniseries as well, I think. Yeah, I believe that's right. That was an Archie thing, right? Because I, I always assumed it was just... Uh, synonymous with Knuckles, but no, I guess that was kind of a... Yeah, he's kind of a bad guy, but <laughs> not really. I mean, we we understood he was his friendly rival, we just didn't have the branding over here. Yeah. Uh, they, were, they weren't Rad Red and True Blue over here, it was um, <laughs> uh, various British insults to one another. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the, you know, the Red Dreaded one. Yeah, oh, that's what it was, the Red Dreaded one. And <laughs> Chuckles, and, uh, and Charlie. Uh, <laughs> some strange ones, actually, now I think about it. You know, thinking about this whole tourney, I never stopped to consider how Breezy got that emerald for the prize. Hey, we're fighting here! Take this seriously! Yeah, mid-fight, Sonic's like, you know, I wonder how Breezy got that emerald in the first place. And I was like, focus, focus, but... They do flash back to find out exactly how Breezy got her hands on that emerald. And as it turns out, it's the typical super special Sonic Search and Smash squad bickering over credit for finding the thing. It's just a scene from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, more or less. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, I, I love how, like, as the badniks are bickering over credit, uh, Grounder even inadvertently running over coconuts at one point. Uh, Breezy is just completely, you know, not paying attention to them the least, busy coming up with ideas for what to do with their emerald before finally settling on the tournament. I would like to think the, uh, the letterer for this issue really, um, thought about how best to phonetically spell out, uh, Scratch's laugh. Wahakaha. <laughs> <laughs> so many variations of it, but it's never been pinned down. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about as close <laughs> as you're going to get. It's very good. But we get we get a moment where Sonic and Knuckles finally touch base on like where what each of them has been up to mid-fight. 
So Angel Island is... Floating, just like the rest of the wrecked planet. So if we fix the world, your island falls? Dude, do you want me to throw the fight so you can hurry up and get back to searching? Don't you dare. We'll worry about plans and emeralds and everything later. But right now, you're gonna give me a decent fight. Need to blow off some steam, huh? Sounds good. Let's rumble! Sonic, you know, to his credit, is like, you know, if realizes, oh, crap, if we fix the planet, your island's going to fall, you know, I'm willing to throw the fight if it means you get back to, you can get back to searching for the other Master Emerald Shards, fix your thing. And Knuckles is like, no, we can worry about that later. Right now, I just want to, I want to settle things here and now. Let's have it out. And Sonic is all too eager to agree. Knuckles, like Sonic says, Knuckles, he, he just needs to blow off a little steam. <laughs> yeah. What better way than punching Sonic in the face? Sonic gets it. Time on a tradition. Yeah. Uh, I love the little reaction images from some of these characters. Uh, yeah, the crowd shots are very good. Yeah, the nice two-page spread of Sonic and Knuckles trading blows with uh yeah, like you said, reaction shots from tons of characters, from you know Breezy up in her uh booth to the freedom fighters back on their airship uh nice little sly um <laughs> uh, antoine <laughs> is holding up a little knuckles flag because you know of course he <laughs> he wants to see sonic get put in his place a little bit chip literally sitting in a bag of popcorn goals who's the purple character yeah that's princess undina the uh princess of Meropis. it's very cute um Ooh, almost looks like yeah. she's sitting in the stands with a reverse umbrella. <laughs> I can't tell if they're trying to illustrate that she is um, soaking wet from just having come out of the ocean or if her umbrella is literally dripping water down on her on purpose to... <laughs> I think it's the I, I, Yeah, I'm going to assume that's what it is because she's got a fish. She's got to stay wet. Yes, it's a very, very cute little detail. <laughs> Poor Vector is uh, clutching a bedding slips in his hand. <laughs> As we can only imagine uh, who he decided to put down his last uh, handful of cash on. <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got we get a shot of uh, Team Hooligan infiltrating the casino's power grid to start planting bombs and detonate when the time is right. This is a sort of a reminder to me to the fact that Bean really does just materialize his bombs out of nothingness. Uh, it's quite good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's hammer space. <laughs> it's where exactly. it's where Amy's pico pico hammer lives. <laughs> they're both he is being the dynamite. So. They're both trained in the magical arts. Being setting up on the uh, power generator for the uh, casino, I believe, just a bunch of bombs stuck up there with bubble gum. I like that Bean even says like, "I don't need no stinking plastique." <laughs> <laughs> he's a hard uh, working class man. He makes do with what he's got. Knack gives the signal, and they detonate the power grid. The lights all shut off, everybody's confused, and that gives him the opportunity to take his shot without anybody seeing. Unfortunately, uh, he is interrupted and misses his shot because Metal Sonic literally crashes through right next to him to make his move. Yeah, real lack of communication on <laughs> between <laughs> Eggman's teams here. <laughs> yeah. I'd also, I want to point out that in a couple of these panels, you know, Fang counts down three, two, one, Mark, and then 
Bean says Twain. So confirmed literary guy Mark Twain <laughs> is in the Sonic universe. Well, he's either yeah. in the Sonic universe or that's just another case of being the dynamite knowing about things that exist outside of his world, which <laughs> yeah, I think is more likely. Yeah, good point. I, I think that I would ha- take issue with that if it was anybody except Bean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> like this this is the same character who made a very direct Homestar Runner reference in an earlier issue. So it's like I'm willing to forgive it. I also love how Bean says that this jokey throwaway line, but has the most like malicious smirk on his face. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah, Bean does like being bad at the end of the day. <laughs> like he's a goofball, but he's also like <laughs> enjoys being a little stinker for the bad guys. So Metal Sonic infiltrates the vault and we kind of are, we learned that for some reason, basically all the defenses are already disabled and that was not a thing that the hooligans did. So little alarm there by what's going on. As Metal Sonic goes in, grabs the emerald, he takes off, but is immediately intercepted by Sonic who takes off after him, starts attacking mid-fight. He's going through a whole gauntlet of all the other freedom fighters and honey trying to take him down as he runs. We get a really cool series of panels of just everybody attacking him in motion while he's doing his forward uh, burst thing, slowly running out of energy. Wouldn't be a proper Metal Sonic confrontation if Sonic didn't bust out his super peel-out move. Of course. The figure eight. (laughs) (laughs) And Metal Sonic nearly gets away, bursting through the ceiling, only to finally be taken down by a surprise attack from Tails, who was there waiting. It really feels like this is the culmination of that little mini arc of Tails worrying that he can't live up to Sonic and the others. So it's it's good that he gets that win at that moment. So, are we going to do this? I mean, fight on the rooftop where you take on us and four other professional butt kickers while also fighting all of Breezy's security forces. This entire situation has been a disaster. Get back to the death egg for repair. I've got a lead on another emblem. Did you hear me? I said fall back! And the winner, by making Metal Sonic look like a total chump, Miles the Turbo Twin Tail Genius Brower! Once Tails gives Metal Sonic the the very clearly powerful <laughs> roundhouse kick. Twin-tailed powered uh, roundhouse spinning kick. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I would think that like a roundhouse kick from something that has two tails propelling it would be really devastating. Uh, the security defenses all come back on, and Sonic basically kind of gives him a coy ultimatum of like, all right, Metal, I mean, we're all here, we can fight, but um, the security's on, and there's more security on the way. And also, there's six heroes who are ready to take you on all at once. So Eggman realizes, like, from his security area, Eggman realizes, like, you know what? I think we better cut our losses and just get out of here. Which we can definitely see from this panel that Metal Sonic is absolutely infuriated to be embarrassed yeah. like this and doesn't even get to have a proper fight. Yeah, he like, there's a part of him that absolutely wants to, like, take his chances and try to take everybody on, but... Eggman for once is the voice of reason and tells him to fall back. You, you can tell that he's not happy about it, but he complies anyway. Metal Sonic would fight until like his last circuit went went out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Eggman's still in charge. And like as you were saying before, we have like a nice little conclusion on that 
like mini arc sort of thing with uh where Sonic was encouraging Tails where he literally like holds his hand up like winner boxer style and says, Miles the turbo twin tail genius prower the winner. Yeah. Kinda yeah, kinda declaring Tails as like the unofficial winner of the tournament here. I mean that's really nepotism when it comes down to it. Um Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but when you've saved the world so many times, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just assuming that, like, uh, all the remote cameras followed all this action, so Breezy was getting exactly what she wanted the whole time. Oh, yeah. And then we get kind of a two-page aftermath for Honey and Breezy, which, you know, I know I talked about this before, but really kind of speaks to the both similarities and differences between their characters, like, there! Your waitstaff will be exclusively outfitted by Honey Brand Clothing. How exciting! I've never designed clothes for robots before. I look forward to working with you, Honey. You really impressed me during the tournament. Is that a fact? Oh, yes. Putting your reputation and neck on the line. Giving it your all to get what you want. I relish a partner with that kind of initiative. Oh, now that we're so close, can I say something off the record? Businesswoman to businesswoman. Yes? It's no secret Dr. Eggman wanted that Chaos Emerald. Suddenly, three random mercs with Eggman connections get added to the bracket overnight. Then, when they get bumped, Metal Sonic shows up. None of your outside security stops him. None of your inside security is around. The hooligans flew to power and got away scot-free. And not one of your badniks took a shot at Metal Sonic as he escaped. The Freedom Fighters came real close to losing what they need to save the world. The hooligans are expert provocateurs, and Metal Sonic is a fine example of robotic perfection. It's disappointing, but not surprising my security wasn't enough. And one way or the other, I was losing the Chaos Emerald. But with six heroes desperately trying to stop a last-minute assault by a deadly super robot, well, I got the attention of the entire world. This entire tournament was most lucrative, my dear. Shattered or whole, I'm now worth half this planet. That's quite the shrewd mindset you've got there. Take it to heart. You took out tails in short order to advance. I know you'll see the wisdom of my words soon enough. <laughs> we'll see about that. No, if you'll excuse me, I've got orders to fill. Ta-ta. I look forward to working with you. <sighs> Honey gets a deal with Breezy to uh, outfit her robots and everything with Honey brand clothing. Business partnership and everything, but she basically like calls out Breezy off the record for everything she's done up to this point. Fixing the brackets. Clearly she was the one who turned off all of the uh, security for the Emerald. Doing all this stuff just to basically turn a profit deliver a show and honey's like you know i get it gotta look out for number one but also this that's kind of messed up because lives are at stake the fate of the world is at stake this is not the best idea in this situation maybe she kind of denies everything saying you know it's all coincidence blah 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 really emphasizes the difference between them and their ideologies you get the impression that honey well, in fact we know honey was willing to give up the emerald to them because it's more important than this is more important than that even if even if she's in this for herself and her own image she still wants she's still going to help the good guys uh breezy doesn't seem to have much concern about that 
it, it goes back to what they've already established is that Breezy literally does not care what happens uh, because she knows she's going to make it out the other end and can adapt to whatever state the world takes. And yeah, Honey gets a little scared. Uh, like you said, she she basically says like, hey, you know, I was kidding around and, you know, poking fun. But like the Freedom Fighters almost lost and like they're the good guys. <laughs> and Breezy's like, I really don't care because... Between the tournament and everything else that happened while everybody was watching, thanks to my cameras, I got the intention of the entire world. I'm worth half the planet now. I have more powerful than I have ever been before. And even kind of hinting like, like, you should take my advice, kind of learn from my example if you want to get anywhere in the world. Another great uh, wordless panel after Honey, you know, <laughs> says like, okay, thanks for the advice. And is just like crestfallen of like, Oh boy, uh, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> yeah, she's like, shit, man, I'm a fashion yeah. designer. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and with uh, Coconut's kind of closing the door behind her, giving her the side eye to oh, yeah. emphasize that at the end, it's it's a good touch. Yeah, the bad nicks yeah. know. They they know yeah. they know they're better off under Breezy than Eggman, who literally threw them away. And like, yeah, they know the score. <laughs> and Breezy's got an end game here. She knows what she's doing. She planned this yeah. all out. Whereas Eggman, he's Eggman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, a slave to his whims. <laughs> By the seat of his pants kind of genius, you know? Uh, At least there's stability with Breezy. <laughs> yeah. And with the world shattered into many pieces, yeah. in, in a very small level, you can't really blame some people for wanting some sort of stability and we did touch on that like at the beginning when they introduced that like breezy has taken in all of these bad nicks from the scrap heap and that like yeah like on, on some level you you understand like breezy is serving a purpose with yeah, letting them continue to exist as robots and also you know putting entertainment out into the world it's just yeah she's made it perfectly clear that uh she doesn't actually care if anyone's happy about it <laughs> yeah but yeah we see our our heroes are all uh packing up knuckles and chip are hitching a ride again i love it uh sonic's car from transformed that tails has built uh which yeah. turns into a jet plane to get them back to the freedom fighters base again going back to the whole characterization thing he's like knuckles just come with us we'll help you find the other emerald shards and we can help you out and knuckles is willing to actually go along with him for once after some persuading. And we also get Chip and Sonic finally meeting. At this point, like, Chip already knows that he's like Gaia. There's no uh, amnesia subplot there. So they already know, okay, this is just one step closer to actually fixing things. And we get a fun reveal on the next page of Sonic. Um, so I have this condition <laughs> as they're fl literally flying off into the sunset he pumps into the werehog and <laughs> frightens poor knuckles and chip yeah at this point they now have four chaos emeralds amy's learned a trick from uh i believe meropis to help find the other uh emeralds so they, they've got a plan that they're they're working towards actually fixing things back at uh the Sky Patrol, Sally is intercepting a message from Old Man Gregorios, who we saw in the first chapter. My name is Gregorios, and I must speak with Sonic the Hedgehog. I have vital information, secret information, that is the key to ending this nightmare. The monsters, the shattered world, 
I know how he can fix everything. And that is our big cliffhanger that we leave off on until next time. I think actually um, picks up in the, yeah, the Sonic Universe arc featuring uh, Sally and Nicole. Yeah. That's also a really good one. You should read that too. Yes. (laughs) Like we said before, these comics are everywhere. Go get them. You cannot give people money for them, so don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that brings us to the end of the arc, and it is still every bit as good as I remember it being. Yep, I had so much fun coming back to these. Uh, It really, I I thought maybe uh, I had had some rose-tinted glasses, uh, just because I remember really liking these when they came out. But going back... um, it's it just it holds up really well it's just some damn good fun writing with sonic characters <laughs> and then me like this being my first time reading it i i just enjoyed it a lot like i i like the panel layouts and like i said before the the shadow work like the the dark inking just it, it like i said before it punches above its weight and it's doing so much good for the comic and i love it <laughs> yeah there's just so much going on in these comics uh there's a whole world like they had to make our new version of the sonic world from scratch more or less <laughs> um but uh <laughs> and uh it's really it really is something i just really like having stuff that kind of references the games and various other forms of sonic media so heavily to create this whole new like compound version of sonic that oh it was so good at the time and it's a shame that we don't get it anymore yeah, it really, I, I don't want to navel gaze too much because it is definitely gone forever. But yeah, I, that was the peak that this was a, uh, uh, a book that was able to draw from just about any piece of, of Sonic media. Yeah, I, I understand why it happened. But yeah, it is hard not to think of what could have been if this was allowed to just continue to be like the neat Sonic adaption that is able to pull from the entire history of the franchise. Yeah. And I think the thing that I appreciate the most about this arc is that, you know, when you have a tournament arc in a story, the kind of, you immediately think, okay, this is going to be mostly just really cool fight scenes, but I appreciate that they actually managed to work a lot of like really good character moments into it between the fights, especially like really developing honey and breeze in particular as characters that stand out on their own. When, you know, Honey really didn't have any character traits other than she's a sonic version of a fighting Vipers character. (laughs) And Breezy had not been in a thing for, you know, 20 years or whatever. And suddenly she's back and has been completely reinvented in a way that is just a really compelling character that I really wish we'd gotten to see more of. I also forgot that this was the era where um, John Gray was doing all of the off panels and they're just hilarious. Another thing for people to go look up. They're genuinely some of the funniest little three panel gags (laughs) in the book. Nice little little nod to Rocket Metal in the last one here, actually. (laughs) The form which never made it into the comic. We got our little Mama Robotnik cameo in the one a couple of issues ago. (laughs) God bless him. God bless John Gray. (laughs) So I guess that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, Everybody plug your socials so people can follow us. Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube at rock the Jake. I don't post things online super often, but when I do, they are content strap in. (laughs) 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. Uh, you can find me at Falero, which is F A U L E R R O. I think that's what I did last time. Well, it was something like that. I'm so glad we have a jingle for it now. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420. Also, follow uh, Sonic F Series on Twitter so that you can find out whenever the thing, the other thing that we all work on together updates. Special thanks, as always, go to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp. And I'd also like to throw out there, uh, check her out on Twitter and Instagram, too. Yeah. The music in our dramatized shorts was by Falero. And for our next episode, since this arc kind of featured a lot of Adventures of Sonic characters, we're going to jump straight from comics to TV, and we're going to cover the Chaos Emerald arc of the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. It's the only, like actual story arc they ever did for that show so i feel like that would be an interesting thing to look back at in the context of the larger series and which did a lot of things differently compared to the rest of the episode so i think it'll be an interesting contrast i think to what we're used to in a lot of cases from that show continuity in adventures of sonic the hedgehog is the strangest thing to imagine so that should be interesting that should be quite the uh, thing to look back on I discovered that when watching the first episode with Breezy in it, only to discover that she pops up in like four or five other episodes. Thank you again, everybody, for taking the time to listen to us. We sincerely very much appreciate it. And we look forward to, you know, continuing to do this and building a really fun, positive Sonic community together around this podcast and other fun Sonic media, because <laughs> it's it's fun to talk about. Like, obviously, you heard us go on this song about comics and there's so much more to talk about. We're going to have so much fun. And another very special thanks to the cast of our dramatized audio clips. Connie Day as Breezy. Jeremy Baker as Neo Metal Sonic, Sonic, and Dr. Eggman. Kage Ichihashi as Miles Tails Prower. Scott Frerichs as Knack the Weasel. Yamato SFX as Bean the Dynamite. Cyberlink as Espio. Rock the Jake as Phone Operator and Gregorios. Falero as Vector and Knuckles. Mystic Pyro Freak as Amy Rose, and Red as a Tomato as Honey the Cat. And like we said in our social media plugs, I am Rock the Jake. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Valero. And I'm Cyberlink, and this has been The Hill is Always Greener. And why did you lose the funny outfits and turn into violent demigods? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next time. Masterbot Theater presents An Evening with Metal Sonic. We are here today with the killer robot Metal Sonic. I will eviscerate all who stand before me. <laughs> of course you will. So, 
In the 2012 remake of the Sega arcade game that Champions was based on, Dr. Eggman used Rocket Metal Sonic to attack our heroes. Why not here? Authorized use of Rocket Metal proved problematic. Head to heavy. Well, time for plan B.